Hello and welcome to another edition of your Insurance Connection Podcast. I'm your host as always, Grant Finley, and I'm joined once again by Chuck Henbury, President, CLH Insurance. Chuck, happy to have you here again today. How are you? Doing good on a Thursday. Absolutely. It's a beautiful day. Weather's changing. Uh, Today we want to talk about Employment Practices Liability Insurance, EPL, EPLI for some. Um, Essentially, it covers business against claims by workers that their legal rights as employees have been violated, but uh, I'm hoping that maybe you can expand on that a little bit for those who may not be familiar with it. What, What specific claims does this provide protection against? Well, once again, in the the news, we have a a great uh, headline that kind of tells us uh, what some of the exposures are between Ailes versus Carlson of uh, Fox News, uh, where uh, Carlson was an anchor there who made allegations against Ailes, who was one of the owners there at Fox, uh, and uh, of uh, sexual misconduct. And we're seeing some alluding to that by Megyn Kelly, uh, who is a current uh, uh, anchor with, uh, with Fox News. So we're not, we're not sure where that's going to go. But those types of claims, along with breach of contract, wrongful hiring, uh, wrongful firing, uh, negligent supervision, uh, discrimination for compensation, for promotion, or uh, for work activities, or whistleblowing. All of those things are covered underneath most employment practices liability uh, uh, contracts and uh, provide some relief for a company if they're accused of those types of uh, exposures. So if I'm a business owner and I have a business owner's policy or a general liability policy, wouldn't, wouldn't that be covered in that already? Or if it's not, how, how is it different? Uh, a great question. And, you know, from a practitioner's uh, standpoint, we always go back and, and talk, okay, what does general liability cover? Uh, it covers a third party, so others, from something that I might do that causes property damage or bodily injury. So now we've got to look at, was there any, in any of these cases, like uh, Ailes versus Carlson, was there any property damage? Not, not really. Any bodily injury? Possibly, but not not usually. So then it goes to the third part of what a general liability uh, covers, and that's some personal injury. Well, you'd think, okay, this is where there's going to have some coverage is in the personal injury section. Sure. But personal injury is uh, a named peril contract and tells us exactly what's covered there. Um, and those are things like... Uh, libel, slander, wrongful eviction, invasion of privacy, uh, uh, those types of things. And those are not what we're talking about here. So we think, okay, maybe libel and slander is covered there because, you know, that's, that could be part of this. But when we go to the exclusion section, one of the very first exclusions we see in there is uh, this type of liability is excluded if it's against an employee or employee liability. So once again, we kind of come up empty because this is third-party liability, not to the insured, doesn't cover the insured, or their employees. So that makes us have to rely on another solution, and that's why employment practices liability or employment practices liability insurance can fill the bill for us. Okay. So then, obviously, having the protection helps tremendously, but... 
you know, what are some other ways that a employer might be able to reduce their risk of exposure to this? Okay, so now we're talking about, all right, insurance is great, but we really don't want to have to be in a position where we have to use insurance right. all the time. So we want to risk manage some of those things. So that's why when we do onboarding, uh, when we put together employment contracts, we want to be as transparent as we can be with the employee and make sure that they understand exactly what uh, uh, we're expecting of them. So good job descriptions. Uh, um, most of the time when we have employees, they're not underneath contract. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, like if you were talking about here, uh, in the case of a, a news reporter or an anchor at a TV station, they usually are under contract. But you and I, we're employees at will. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have a contract, but we do have a job description. And expectations are always there between an employer of what he expects from an employee or she uh, expects from an employee. And the employee has expectations of how they'll be treated, what their workload's supposed to be. And so the more you can clarify those expectations, the, the better you reduce the risk of an employment practices liability uh, claim. Uh, some of the other things that it's covering though, like uh, age discrimination, um, the Civil Rights Acts that we've seen there, the American Disabilities Act, um, ERISA where there's retirement expectations and there needs to be protection there. Those are things that uh, need to be put in place and honored by the em employer. So they need to make sure that they've addressed each one of those uh, different things. They need to um, make sure that if they have managers who are working with employees, that the managers understand what their working relationship is with the employee and that it's handled right. Uh, you know, in the best of circumstances, um, everybody's respectful of each other. Right. But we, we know it doesn't always work that way. So the more we can work ahead in, in clarifying expectations and how we treat employees and how employers are supposed to do their due diligence, those types of things really help us go a long way in reducing these types of risks. So I imagine the EPL, EPLI can be added as an endorsement or it can also be standalone? Yes, uh, it can be both. Um, it can be added on to some policies like a business owner's policy that some of our uh, commercial customers might be familiar with and that would be an endorsement. But it can also be uh, a standalone policy and generally, not always, but generally the standalone policy is much broader in its coverage and how it reacts and how it provides defense uh, for the employer. So either way, uh, it can be added on. Okay, so then you know, how much does this typically cost or, or what would affect, I imagine it's on a scale like most things in the insurance industry, so what would what are some things that might affect the cost of this particular coverage? Well, you pegged that right. Obviously, the higher limit of liability that you have, the higher the premium. Now, sometimes underneath a business owner's policy, it's a flat fee. They know the type of business that they're writing that business owners on. Uh, it fits this little box of, co that, of coverage that's available for certain types of businesses. And so there may be a flat fee for a million dollars or $100,000 and that's all you get. And if you want more than that, then you've got to go get a standalone policy. So let's, let's say it is part of the business owners and you're just happy with $100,000 worth of liability. Then it may cost you somewhere between 30 and $60. But if 
It is a, a standalone policy with broader coverage and higher limits like a million or more. Then uh, you can be talking considerable uh, costs depending on the number of employees that you have. Uh, so let's say that we have 50 employees. You may be talking about somewhere in the range of four to eight hundred dollars uh, for that, which can which can kind of be expensive, but uh, looks pretty cheap if you ever have one of those claims. So is number of employees the biggest determining factor in that price, or are there some other variables that come into play as well? Uh, again, a great question. Uh, it's it's a lot of different factors. Number of employees the type of uh, business that we're in. Obviously uh, an attorney's firm versus uh, an insurance agency like uh, we're involved in are, are way different. Mm -hmm. uh, but also then, do they have people underneath contract versus at-will employees? Mm -hmm. Then third of all, uh, what kind of policies and procedures are already in place? Does the insured have an employee handbook? Do they have good job descriptions? When were they last updated? Did an attorney look at those uh, job descriptions and or employment handbook uh, in the last few years? All of those things can determine whether we get coverage and at what price we can get coverage. Perfect. A lot of good information in here. To any of our small businesses or commercial partners, there's obviously probably a lot more that we can drill into. Anybody who's interested in starting one up, we'd be happy to talk some of these things over with you, but I think that's... Uh, kind of the tip of the iceberg. Anything else you'd like to add, Chuck, before we wrap this one up about this particular topic? No, but this is a very uh, important coverage that a lot of uh, business owners overlook, and it's worth worth looking into. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to give you a quote and you say you don't want it, uh, but then you're making an intelligent decision. That's better than thinking, oh, it's, it's too expensive, or it's not going to cover, or no, I don't need that much better to do this. We see employment practices uh, cases on the rise, not on the decrease. And it's really something that we need to pay attention to. And coverage is broader now and more affordable than it has been in many, many years. Well, knowledge is certainly power. I, I learned that a long time ago and I think it's certainly true. So thank you very much for spending some time with us today. And thanks for those who listen and we'll catch you next time. Your Insurance Connection podcast can be heard on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting clhins.com forward slash content forward slash podcast. If you liked what you've heard, you can support this podcast by rating and or sharing it on your social platforms. CLH Insurance is a trusted choice independent agency servicing Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. For more information on CLH Insurance, Visit clhins.com or call 636-391-0700 to speak with an agent. Until we connect again, thanks for listening.